this is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it is Rebecca and Tara, and today we are doing a Black History Month podcast to celebrate February. Today is February 1st and the first day of Black History Month. And I assume it's the same in Canada, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Unless okay. I'm completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure okay. it is. Okay. You <laughs> should be much more knowledgeable than I am. I am confident. Yes, it is Black History Month. Now is March Women's History Month for Canada? I think it's not. Is oh, it? I don't or is think. It? I don't know. I'm going to say I don't know because... I think you do it like in the yeah. fall or something, I feel mm. like. I'm going to have to, I'm terrible at keeping up on my, what month it is on that, all that stuff. I have to do much better. Yeah. The only reason I know is because if you work in libraries, you pretty much know like you what month is what, because you get so much publicity materials and things related to it. So you kind of know, but uh Anyway, so we'll start out first by saying, or I will start out, duh, is, what do you have to talk about? Anything new and exciting in your life today? Yeah, so last week I went to a book event at our local library, and I'm going to hold up the book for Rebecca. I went to see uh, Jenilee Austria Benefacio, who is the author of Reuniting with Strangers. It's a beautiful book. Yeah. There it is, uh, which was long listed for Canada Reads. And I got to go see her at the live at our Burlington library. And she was amazing. I'd already mentioned this to Rebecca, but I'm going to say it again. So most of, I want to say all of them, but I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be that definitive, but generally whenever I've gone to a library event, an author event, it's one of the librarians asking questions of the author and they're up at the front, just chit chatting. This time she got up and she was like, he asked me if I wanted to do that. I don't. I like to get up and do like a little stand-up comedy thing. Although she's, it wasn't stand-up comedy, but she's very funny. She's adorable. And she's yeah. like, and have like a PowerPoint presentation. And I like to just do my own thing. And she was amazing. So I highly recommend if she comes to your area to check her out because she was very knowledgeable, very entertaining, very funny. She's a she is a a speaker. She is a public speaker. It's what she does, I think, in her career, and she's just she's comfortable doing that. So I haven't been to a book event like that ever. She brought cake because she was wow. like, yes, because she's <laughs> Filipino, and she's like, we never go anywhere without bringing anything. So she's like, the librarian has no idea, but I brought cake and it's over there. Help yourself. <laughs> and then at the end of the event, and she's like, we also never end or, you know, we always end every party with a group picture. So she's like, it would be awesome if you all came up and we took a big group picture. And I went with my oldest Keegan and I looked at Keegan and I'm like, are we doing? And Keegan's like, yeah, let's go do this. <laughs> so we're like, and I think everyone minus like two people got up and did the group picture with her. She's delightful. It was really wow. fun. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a presentation like that. So mm -hmm. if I ever had the opportunity, I would 100% see her publicly or yeah. in public, as well as I want to read that book. Cause that yes. actually was one of the ones I think I 
wanted that one for the short list. Yes. I think we both, I yeah. don't know if we both, I know you did for mm-hmm. sure. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She gives a really good, like the background as to what motivated or inspired the book based on her work that she does visiting schools throughout the region and stuff and helping families from the Philippines with their children, like adjust to life back together here in Canada. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to reading that one. So, yep. well, for me, I will just say this. I'll be brief about this. I have a family uh, illness going on. And so I returned my sweet Aurora, my little puppy, back to the program because there was just no way I was going to be able to spend the time and give her the attention she needed. And so they're going to find her a great puppy raiser uh, so that I can kind of manage things at home. So it's... I'm heartbroken mm-hmm. for, I'll start to cry, but for many reasons, but it's all good. So yeah. anyway, I, I, the, the plus side, I guess, is that I get to read more. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I have more time to read, which is a good thing. So yes. And you went to, uh, not to interrupt you, but I'll leave it on a, like, a, a good note. Like you had a great day today and you went I to did. the art gallery and saw something that was uh, oh, very I prevalent did. for today. Yeah, absolutely. There was a great young black artist, Mario Moore, from the Detroit area, born and raised in the Detroit area. And I went to the exhibit and it was just fantastic. He takes sort of historical images, but puts a modern spin on it. And I sent Tara one of the images, which was of a a young black boy, kind of a drummer, kind of a Civil War type drummer. But the image, when you came around the corner, it's just like this bright orange and flames. And this boy is like drumming. It's just incredible. And I just had the best time going through that entire exhibit. It's not a Black History Month exhibit per se, because it'll go through April. But if you're in the Flint area, I Flint, Michigan area, I highly recommend going and checking out this uh, exhibit. It was just really uh, so just every image was just so stunning because he uses really vibrant colors, mm-hmm. tells a little bit about the history of black Americans in the Detroit area. Cause there was a whole thing too about the fur trade. And so he had all these modern images of family and friends wearing furs and really talking about that, you know, how the French settled the Detroit area and it was a fur trade, et cetera. So anyway, just fascinating. Absolutely loved it. Had a great, had a great time today for that. So, and I need to know, what are you currently reading? Oh, yes. So currently I am reading Moon of the Turning Leaves by (gasps) Wabashi Grice. So the second, the sequel to Moon of the Crested Snow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm about three quarters of the way through. Ooh. I am really enjoying it. It's kind of like a, a quiet read and then bam, mm-hmm. something will happen. And I remember, I think that's how the first book was too. Like it's a, and it's a journey book. Like it's a group of people that they're, they're journeying. And so it's, sometimes it's just quiet and we're just going through the woods and how they are surviving and getting to where they need to go. And then something happens. It's, it's a beautiful book. I read the first book when it came out, which was right around the pandemic. I mean, I was literally yeah. reading it when the when everything shut down. Yeah. Now, am I going to need to go back and sort of reread that a little bit to be able to catch up on the current story? Or is there enough kind of goes back and explains a little bit of what yeah. happened? 
I think you're good. It's like 10, 12 years after the first book. Okay. And they don't like set it up at the beginning and tell you what happened in the first mm -hmm. book, but there's enough thrown in at various spots that just like, will be like, oh yes, that's right. That happened kind of thing. Now, did you remember much about the first book as you were reading this one or no? Uh, I remember, remembered like a general feel mm -hmm. to the first of the first book and the main thing at the end, but that was it. You know what I remember about the book? And I actually kind of love this. I feel like, now I don't know if this is actually what happened, but this is kind of what yeah. I remember, is that all the white people in the Toronto area, like I think, I feel like there was some one or two that tried to tried to glom on to the rest of them or something and they got yeah. shut down. I just don't remember if that's what happened or not, but I just sort of had this memory of like, well, yeah, you're not going to show up at the last minute after you've screwed everything up and then try to take over. Is that, was that true about that? Do you, do you remember uh, yeah, that at all? Yeah, I know there was a, one particular white man who made his way up there. Yeah. And tried yeah, to yeah. take over. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, and also I did last night, I attended like a virtual online, a virtual online event with WAB given by Eden Mills Writers Festival, which might still oh, nice. be available on their website. I will check that out. And if so, I'll send the link to you, Rebecca, so you can add it to the show notes for people, and okay. which was really nice. So he talked a lot, obviously, about the book and what his research going into the book. And it was a, a nice insight. And it was also spoiler free because I had not finished reading the book, but yeah. I watched watched this event last night and I didn't I wasn't like, dang it. So it's a good spoiler free discussion of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a, that's, I mean, that was a surprise. I didn't know you had it or now, did you buy it or did you, uh, uh I borrowed it from my library. mom. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Cause I, that, I was thinking that I do want to get that read this year because it's been out, came out last year, like, like last halfway fall? through the year. Was yeah. it the fall? Yeah. I yeah. couldn't remember. Oh yeah. I, I think it was something fall. Like that. Yeah. What are you reading? Well, I'm going to be reading, I'm reading one of the books that I'm going to talk about tonight briefly. Okay. I, I picked it up at the library, which I'll explain in a minute, but I don't want to show it yet because I want it to be a surprise. surprise. And then I'm also going to read 15,000 Pieces, oh, which is the yes. book that you just read by Gina Leola Woolsey. And it sounds fabulous, made me want to read it right away. So I'm yep. going to be reading that one next as well. Excellent. So, Excellent. Yeah. So how about Black History Month? What do we have? What do you have for Black History Month? Well, do you want me to start or would you like to start? I'm going to let you start. I think I started okay. last time, so okay. we'll let you start this time. Well, I'm going to start it off with a couple of books, but I'll start with the first book that I've actually read. I'm going to start with a couple of books that I've read and then move into books that I'm looking forward to reading if okay. not in February, then, you know, sometime yeah. throughout this year. And I think, oh, I may end it with another book that I've read. I'm all over the place. Who knows? Anyways, I, I just tried to make it seem like I have a pattern. I don't. <laughs> I just looked at these books and I'm like, there's no pattern. They're all scattered through it. So anyways, ignore that. Let's start with a book that I have read. And okay. I read this uh, a year ago. I read it in January 2023. And it is In the Upper Country by Kai Thomas which was his debut book. 
uh, shortlisted for the 2023 Governor General's Award and the 2023 Amazon Canada First Novel Award and winner of the 2023 Atwood Gibson Writers Trust Fiction Prize. I was actually surprised this book was not on the Giller this year, but that, that's one I was expecting to see. So that was a little like, hmm, interesting. I was too. Yep, yeah, but it's got its due in other awards, so that's all cool. Uh, here's a little setup for it. So it's set in the black communities of Ontario that were the last stop on the Underground Railway. So not present day, like I can't remember the date, but sometime in the 1800s, a long time ago. After an incident involving a slave hunter, two women, young Lucinde and old Cash. I'm sorry, that it just sounds, I like when I say young Lucinde and then when I say old someone's yeah. name, it's like, oh, that's, that's, but it's not an insult. One's young, one's old. It's a privilege to be old, exactly, let me say. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, they began a storytelling journey together through the exchange of stories, the interwoven history of Canada and the U.S. of the Indigenous peoples and Black peoples is revealed in how they exchange their stories. I really enjoyed this one. And I not only enjoyed the story and these two women, they're fantastic characters. I learned so much. Like it's... Uh, in our Canadian history, we're told we were the Underground Railway, that we were essentially the salvation of the slaves who got away from the U.S., and we mm -hmm. were not always the uh, welcoming country that we like to think we were. So yeah. I learned a lot. That's a book that I definitely want to read. And when I was sort of looking up books, that one was almost at the top of the list of books that I was looking at that thought, yeah. oh, that's right, because I remember you read it and really, really gave it a fabulous review so that is on my list okay uh, i'll go next i guess yeah i just want to mention i'm not going to go into a great detail for the first three i talk about just because we did a nonfiction november podcast so i would recommend if you're interested in these titles to go back and listen to that november uh podcast that we did just this past year but the first so i bought these books i had gone to cincinnati and went to this great um, museum. It was an Underground Railroad Museum and Freedom Center, I think is what it's called. And I ended up picking up these three books. So the first one was Driving the Green Book, A Road Trip Through the Living History of Black Resistance by Alvin Hall. And the Green Book was a book for Black Americans to know where to, what hotels to stay at, what restaurants to eat at, if they were on the road traveling because that meant they were black owned businesses and that, that people were safe to, to travel and to use these establishments. So that's the first one driving the green book. That one sounds great. Good one. Good choice. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my second one is another book that I've read several years ago. I, I feel like it was 2019. It was published and it is dread nation by Justina Ireland. Are you familiar with this one? Mm -mm. Oh no. Okay. It's like, it's a wacky one, but it's not wacky. I shouldn't say that. It's a fantasy, but oh. it's, yeah, it's really good. So Justina Ireland is a African-American. This is a historical fantasy in which zombies begin walking the battlefield of Gettysburg and Chancellorsville, derailing the war between the states and changing all of American history. So it is a zombie book. And so it's a little scary because wow. zombies actually freak me out, right? Yeah. So it, there is zombies. And two days before this happens, the heroine of our book, Jane, is born. 
in this new America with zombies in which the Civil War does not come to an end like it does, uh, laws like the Native and Negro Re-Education Act require certain children to attend combat schools to learn to fight the zombies. So Jane is one of these children when she gets older that goes to this combat school. It gives you, uh, it opens up opportunities for you that that these children may not have, but yet you're still following someone else's path for you. Jane is black, although she is the daughter of a white woman, but it doesn't protect her from everything. It protects mm-hmm. her from not much. Uh, and she finds herself in uh, a cultural environment in which some people want to return America to its glory days. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, there are political conspiracies going on. Families then start disappearing outside of Baltimore, like uh, well-to-do families in Baltimore. And zombies may not be the worst thing that's going on in this new America. And there is a sequel called The Deathless Divide. Oh, it's fantastic. This book is amazing. I loved this one. I might have to check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also that kind of alternate history sort mm-hmm. of thing, which I love the concept. It's I don't cool. even think I've read that many in that genre, but I love the concept of it is that, that we get to see a different outcome. Yeah. A different way. Yeah. From history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll include both of those in the show notes, but that sounds fascinating. Yeah. And she's got a newer one out that came, but I can't remember the name of it, but uh, came out a couple years ago and I was like, oh, I've got to check out, I think, more of her backlist. I think she also writes for comics and graph and um, young adult books as well. So she's, oh. yeah. Okay. Think. Yeah. That's fascinating. Oh my gosh. Okay. The next book, again, this was mentioned in the November podcast for Nonfiction November, is The Last Slave Ship, the true story of how Clotilda was found, her descendants, and an extraordinary reckoning by Ben Rains. I remember you bringing that one, and that one sounds really good as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one may be on your list. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> but I'm so excited. So it's not out until March 19th, 2024, <gasps> but it is James by Percival Everett. You right? <laughs> we gotta. I'm like, I gotta bring this one. I'm like, I'm like, there's a chance Rebecca could bring it, but I'm like, I'm going to bring it, put it on my list just in case. And if she doesn't, I can throw it in there. Yeah. Uh, it is a reimagining of the adventures of Huck- Huckleberry Finn told from the enslaved Jim's point of view. And apparently it's like a Jim, unlike the Jim from Huckleberry Finn. Like it's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I cannot wait to read that. Me too. Me too. And when does it come? Do you know when that publishing? March 19th, 2024. Ooh. Yep. March so get your 19th. holds on. I put my hold on. Yeah. I'm going to thank you. As soon as yeah. I, we are done here, I will be doing that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I can't wait. Ooh. Yeah, I love, I just want to go back. I mean, as we said before, he has written a lot. He's a prolific author. Yeah. So reading his backlist would take quite a while, I think. Yeah. So, but I, but I do want to do that eventually. So. Oh, maybe that can be our reading intention for 2025. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because I think we're big fans. Just on his one yeah. book alone, we're just big fans. Book, but I'm like, must read it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it really it was it was it had zombies in it. It had, yeah. it had American history in it. It had black culture in it. It was just so brilliant. Yeah, yeah everything fast was great paced, about it. 
funny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I should not be laughing at castrations, but I laughed at castrations. <laughs> like <laughs> same here. <laughs> and I'm just gonna put his, I'm gonna put his other title because we're talking about the trees. So I'll yes, put sorry, that the in the trees. show notes I think as we well. Should've. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'm thought they could read my mind. Of course. Well, we've talked about it so much. I talked about it on a podcast. You've talked about it. Yeah. It just keeps coming up because we love that book so much. Yeah. Yeah, We're huge fans. We should see if sometime we could talk to him, although I would be really intimidated to talk to him, but yeah, me too. that would be really cool. Okay. So my third book for this, uh, from this list that I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, this one actually won the Oh, man. National Book Award for Nonfiction last year, which is South to America, A Journey Below the Mason-Dixon to Understand the Soul of a Nation by Imani Perry. And these are all three books that you've purchased, right? You've said? Yes. These are three books that I own. And so because, again, one of my goals is always to finish whatever I buy in one year, I have one year to read it. So these are books that will be read this year. So I'm very excited because... Because I'm actually looking forward to reading them as well. Yeah. These are three nonfiction titles that I was very excited when I purchased them. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you have next? Okay. So my fourth book I have not read. It's on my list, though, obviously. And it is The African Samurai by Craig Shreve. Have you heard of this one? It was published in August 2023. I believe it's no. his first novel. Okay. Set in 16th century Africa. India, Portugal, and Japan. The African Samurai is a historical novel based on the true story of Yasuki, Japan's first foreign-born samurai and the only samurai of African descent. Is that nonfiction? No, it's fiction, but based on a true but story. But based on, oh, okay, yeah. I missed that somehow, yeah. Okay, ooh, that sounds really interesting. It does, and I don't Do you know. know how you came across that one? Um, I think I saw it on CBC Books on their website when it was published. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read a samurai book either, like, or a novel, a book with a samurai or anything. It'll be a first. I have not either. So I look forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this one, so I went to the library today to pick up a couple of holds and I will just mention our good friend, Jen, Jen Bookfiend Mm -hmm. on Instagram, Bookstagram. Her mother-in-law has written the a third book in a series about uh, Amelia Earhart, a character sort of, you know, related, not related, family related, but it's a related story about that time period. And she's publishing the third book. So I'm going to go back and read the first two and then hopefully read the third one and maybe even talk to the author uh, in person on the podcast, I should say. But when I was in there, I thought, well, I'm just going to look at the nonfiction shelves. And one of the books I wanted to talk about tonight was sitting there. So da, 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 oh. da, 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 da. And I will tell you the title is Black AF History, The Unwhitewashed Story of America by Michael Harriet. And I just have to read this because I love this so much. America's backstory is a whitewashed mythology implanted in our collective memory. It is a sugar-coated legend based on an almost true story. It could even be said that the devaluation and erasure of the Black experience is as American as apple pie. In this searingly smart and bitingly hilarious retelling of American history, acclaimed columnist and political commentator Michael Harriet combines unapologetically provocative storytelling with meticulous research to correct the record, 
Placing Black people squarely at the center, Harriet presents a more accurate version of American history. And I just started reading it, and it is hilarious. I mean, this man, really? what a writer. Oh, my God. He's really funny. So I think even though this book is something like, I don't know, in the 400 page. No, no, it's only like thir- three, eight, 395, but with a lot of notes and everything. Oh, okay. It seemed like a big, thick book to me when I first picked it yeah. up, but I'm telling you what, I feel like I'm going to zip through it because it just seems really fascinating. I'm going to learn a ton. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It just right off the bat, it's hilarious. So oh, that's, that's my first I just book. looked it up. It's going on my TBR too because that sounds amazing. And it's a great yeah. title. Okay. My next one, I went with Frying Plantain by Zalika oh, yeah. Reed Benta. Longlisted mm-hmm. for the Giller in 2019. Uh, it's a collection of short stories that follow the main character, Kara Davis, through elementary school to high school graduation. It's a coming of age story in which Kara finds herself caught between her Canadian nationality and her Jamaican heritage. I read this uh, collection in 2019 and I really enjoy it. It's, it's, Yes, short stories, but they're all interconnected. It's the same character that just flows oh, that. through. Yeah, it's a really good one. And then, of course, her follow-up, which came out last summer. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm drawing a blank. River, River Mama. That's it. River Mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, which, again, I love. You know that. I thought that was like a romp yeah. through Toronto, and I just <laughs> flipping loved it. So I'm a big fan of her writing. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. Yeah. And I saw her in person at Eden Mills uh, Writers Festival, and she was just absolutely captivating. She was funny and interesting, and everything she said, I was just hanging on every word. I just just thought she was just so cool. I thought she was so cool. My next book is titled Lies About Black People, How to Combat Racist Stereotypes and why it matters. And I just want to read a little bit. This is a really long description, but I'm going to cut out some of the parts I want to mention. It says, in this honest and welcoming book, diversity and inclusion expert, professor, and award-winning speaker, Dr. Omikongo Dibinga argues that we must embark on a massive undertaking to re-educate ourselves on the stereotypes that have proven harmful and too often deadly. And then it goes on to say whether those lies are pernicious, like the idea that, quote, most black people are criminals, unquote, or seemingly innocuous, like the notion that, quote, black people can't swim, unquote. All of the lies and stereotypes combated in this book are rooted in hate and continue to undermine not only black people in America, but our society as a whole. And I heard him speak about his book on the NPR book of the day. And... One of the things he said, as he was talking, it dawned on me that often we say things like, oh, you know, there's always a a little bit of truth in every stereotype. Mm -hmm. And I've grown up always hearing that and sort of falling into kind of believing it, right? I mean, for example, I think we talk about like Black Americans often eat like certain things like pig's knuckles or certain types of foods. And... Well, the reason they did was because that's all when they were enslaved people, that's what they had to eat. They ate all the leftover body parts or things that, you know, the white, you know, landowners would, would, wouldn't eat. Right. Mm -hmm. So while there's a hint of truth to that, I think it's actually really just listening to him talk. I thought it's really harmful to even 
acknowledge those stereotypes in some way. And I'm, and I'm just barely, I just had that thought as he was speaking. So I cannot wait to read this and to get a better understanding. And he said, initially, he wrote this book for white allies. He said, initially, that's what he did. But then he started to realize that a lot of black people needed to hear all of this as well. So this book Mm -hmm. is just really for everybody. Yeah. So I am really excited to read this one. Yeah, me too. What was that title again, Rebecca? So the title is Lies About Black People, How to Combat Racist Stereotypes and Why It Matters by Omi Congo Dabinga. And Michael Eric Dyson has written the foreword for it as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, for my final book, I'm going back to 2005. Ooh. I know. Okay. That's my time warp <laughs> sound effect. Sorry. Sorry. I should have stopped myself, but I didn't. And I'm going with George and Rue by George Eliot Clark. So George Eliot Clark is a well-known literary, oh my God, almost icon in, in Canada. He's a Canadian literary figure, well-known, mostly okay. a lot for his poetry and his plays, but also has done some fiction. This is a historical fiction again based on the real life story of two brothers George and Rufus Hamilton who are were part Mi'kmaq and part African and in 1949 New Brunswick uh, in a robbery gone wrong they end up brutally killing a taxi cab driver and then within eight months are hanged for the killing the so it's a yeah the what really was the I think motivation for him to write this story too is that the author uh, Clark learned from his mother shortly before her death that the two brothers were actually ancestral relatives of his. So he set out to discover what kind of forces would reduce these men to crime, violence, and ultimately murder. So it's, yeah, it's a brutal murder, like the killing. They they yeah. did it, but you get their story. Like, so they aren't just killers. You get the story of the men and the time and what brought them to that point. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, because he's a poet. So his language, his writing is stunning. Yeah. He has written, before the book, has actually written a poem, which is, based on this story and like the 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 book was the next step after he'd written the poem kind of thing so um i haven't read the poem i'm going to search it out i apologize if you can hear my dog barking <laughs> i thought i thought is that jesse in the background <laughs> she's downstairs i thought she was outside but i think she's downstairs and I think she sees someone so my apologies but nah. anyways yes i'm gonna this was an amazing book loved this yeah. book it's called george and George Rufus? and Rue, R-U-E. So his R-U-E. name is okay. Rufus. Oh, my book is downstairs. I can't show it to you. Yes, R-U-E. Okay. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's a good one. You always have interesting stuff, I swear. Likewise, I just likewise. Wanna, I just want to sit and read everything you've read, I swear. Every time I think about books to read and I have my own huge pile, and then I th- remember titles you've talked about and then I just go god bless I'm never going to live long enough to read all these books but anyway same yeah my TBR grows every day but I'm okay with that (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) okay so my last book and this one I am really excited to read and I so I kind of saved it for last it is titled wake the hidden history of women-led slave revolts and it was published 
I think just last year. So it says here, part graphic novel, part memoir, Wake is an imaginative tour de force that tells the story of women-led slave revolts and chronicles scholar Rebecca Hall's efforts to uncover the truth about these women warriors who until now have been left out of the historical record. And I'm going to jump down here and just say, and they were erased from history. These women were erased from history. So Wake tells a story of Hall, who is a historian and granddaughter of slaves and a woman haunted by the legacy of slavery. The accepted history of slave revolts has always been told to her that enslaved women took a back seat, but she decides to look a little bit deeper and discovers, the, well, it says the journey takes her through old court records, slave ship captain's logs, crumbling correspondence, and even the forensic evidence from the bones of enslaved women from the Negro burying ground uncovered in Manhattan. She finds women warriors everywhere. And let me tell you, I am really excited to read this book. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Like I, I'm like looking it up now and I'm just like, holy, because it's a fiction, but you said also part graphic novel. Yeah. Oh, graphic God. novel and memoir. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because she is telling the truth of this. So I, I think it's still, you know, it's funny. I think it's still going to be nonfiction, but I think it sounds like it's just they must have a lot of graphic images, graphical images in it of yeah. the characters, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it is nonfiction. So I'm just really excited to read this as well. Yeah. And I will say these three books I'm talking about, they're definitely going to get read this year along with the other three. So yeah. I, these are books that I don't want to, because there are other things that I thought, ah, eh, I can put them off. You know, I'm a mood reader. Yeah. I can put these up, put them off. But I really, maybe this month, now that my Canada Reads books are done, maybe these are the six books I'm really going to focus on for February. I cheated. Of my list, there's only two that I haven't read. So I'm like, yeah. cha-ching. Totally yeah, but I think, it, but. but I also think you brought titles that people may not really know, like Dread Nation, mm. for sure, and the new one by Percival Everett. Oh, yeah, we all have to read that. Yeah, exactly. We all have to read. We should just do a big community read yeah. for, uh, yeah, the Everett book, yeah. for sure. So, well, again, I think we did a pretty darn good job. We've given people some older titles, some new titles, fiction, nonfiction for Black History Month. So, Yeah, yeah. And if you have any titles yourself that you're looking forward to reading or you just want to let us know, leave them in the comments, send us a DM, an email, because we want to know. Yeah, and happy reading. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading. <laughs>